On Friday, June 19th edition, Dr. Fauci believes football season should be played in a bubble environment. The MLBPA sends a 70-game proposal to the league. Jamal Adams demands trade and much more. It was announced that MLB players will donate $1 million to minor leaguers during the pandemic. The minor league season has not been canceled yet, but it most likely it will be. There were reports that the MLB was contemplating adding a developmental league for the players who were not called up to the bigs and was going to be hosted at the spring training sites. Unlike the MLB, minor league players do not have large TV contracts and make very little compared to the big leaguers. MLB announced every player in the minor league will receive a $400 weekly stipend regardless if they are on the team or not. Recently, many MLB players have donated their money to help minor leaguers through the pandemic, including Dodgers David Price and National Sean Doolittle. St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Andrew Miller said this game is also their livelihood, and there's no doubt the financial impact has been challenging. We hope to help them navigate these difficult times. Most teams will pay their minor league players despite not being required to pay them. The minor league season was suspended during the pandemic on March 13th. Many of them have been released from their teams during the outbreak. According to multiple reports, 370 players who were at the spring training will also receive a settlement up to 50000 from the union. If the minor league season is canceled, it will be the first time since 1994 during the MLB lockout. On Wednesday, the state appeals court in Florida granted Williamson a full stay of civil lawsuit that was brought by his former marketing manager. This means that Williamson will not have to answer discovery request about whether his parents had gotten improper benefits while he was at Duke, at least until a federal case with the same issues is resolved. Last month, Gina Ford's attorneys asked NBA star Zion Williamson to admit that his mother and stepdad received gifts such as money and other benefits from people acting on behalf of people from Nike and Adidas, as well as people from Duke influencing his decision to sign with them and wear Nike and Adidas products. Her attorney wanted the federal judge in North Carolina to deny Williamson's motion for partial judgment and allow them to look into his parents' financial history, as well as living arrangements before and while he played for Duke. Then earlier this month, David Miller, Florida's 11th Circuit Court judge, ruled that Williamson would have to answer integrators as well as a request for admissions from Ford's attorneys and her company, Prime Sports Marketing, who is suing for $100 million for allegedly breaking their marketing agreement. The motion from Ford's attorneys had both property records and real estate listings that claimed showed that Pelican Star had signed with Duke. His parents moved from North Carolina with an advertised rent of $895 to North Carolina, with a listed monthly rent of $4,450. The attorney claims that Williamson owns the house in North Carolina. The National Basketball Coaches Association is concerned that the NBA could jeopardize jobs in the future concerning the league's plan to finish the season at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Most coaches in the league are troubled about the older coaches not being able to participate in the league's restart. The NBCA released a statement on Wednesday. The health and safety of all NBA coaches is our main concern. However, we are also concerned with a coach's opportunity to work and not to have their ability to secure future jobs be severely jeopardized. The league assured us that a coach will not be excluded solely because of age. Executive Director Dave Fogle and President Rick Carlisle told ESPN they're anxious that the older coaches will be denied future opportunities to coach. Currently, there are three coaches over 65, and according to health officials, men that are over 65 are at a greater risk for contracting the coronavirus. Commissioner Adam Silver said on TNT, 
They can be in front of a room, a locker room, or a ballroom with a whiteboard. But when it comes to actual play, we're not going to want them that close to players in order to protect them. Mike D'Antoni and Elvin Gentry's agent, Warren Legary, said, I hope there is a basketball solution to this issue rather than a legal one. The NBCA issued a statement to the NBA. Adam Silver and the NBA have created a situation in Orlando that is likely far safer than our coaches' homes markets. Absent a significant threat, we believe that a coach should be able to understand and assume their individual risk, waive liability, and coach in Orlando. At this time, there is no rule against Greg Popovich, Mike D'Antoni, and Alvin Gentry coaching in the bubble at Walt Disney World. The NBA will return on July 30th at the ESPN Complex in Orlando, Florida. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. One day after Major League Baseball sent the Players Association a 60-game proposal, the union counteroffered a 70-game plan. It was reported the Players Association thought 60 games was too short and wanted a longer season. According to MLB insiders Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers, the proposal includes a 70-game season that starts on July 19th and ends on September 30th, $50 million in playoff bonuses, 50-50 split revenue for the postseason in 2020 and 2021, forgiveness of salary advance, universal DH, and both grievances dropped. There were also reports that the playoffs will be expanded from 10 to 16 teams, opts out for players who are at high risk, and $10 million in donation for social injustice. Teams will also be able to have advertisements on their uniforms in 2021 and enhanced allowance in spring training. According to LA Times, the MLBPA tweeted on Wednesday night saying that both sides agreeing were false. However, there are rumors that both sides will come to a deal sooner rather than later. Reported by MLB insider Jeff Pass, the league is unlikely to agree to a deal, but both sides could meet in the middle. Ken Rodenthal, the Athletics, said on Thursday he expects a deal from either side within the next 48 hours. He also believes the league and players will agree to a 65-game proposal with three weeks of additional spring training and longer playoffs. Manfred stated, this needs to be over. I have spoken with the owners. I can't give you a firm deadline. Manfred also stated when he met with Clark, they discussed a potential deal that would guarantee prorated salaries. But first, there were many other issues before they could solve the prorate scale. Clark said on Thursday, it's unequivocally false to suggest any tentative agreement or other agreement was reached in that meeting. Manfred then told Clark it was impossible to play a 70-game schedule with possibly another second wave of the coronavirus. The league is trying their best not to play in mid or late October in fear of the virus. The players want to play as long of a season as they can and earn their full prorated share. Since May 12th, both sides have been on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Rob Manfred could force a 50-game schedule that was part of the March 26th agreement between the players and the owners. Just as we thought baseball was coming back, it seems further away now with all the arguing between the players and owners after Thursday's news. For the second straight week, the PGA Tour hosted an event without fans. The first round highlights of the RBC Heritage was at the Harbor Town Golf Links in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Ian Poulter and Mark Hubbard are tied for first with seven under par for day one. 
Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, and Ricky Fowler all bounced back from last week's event at the Colonial Golf Course in Fort Worth, Texas. The Charles Wobb Challenge winner from last week, Daniel Berger, also had a solid day with four under par and is tied for 16th place. Unfortunately for number one golfer in the world, Rory McIlroy is once again struggling. He is currently sitting in 99th place with one over par for round one. Round one of the RBC Heritage was more exciting than people expected. Ian Poulter and Mark Hubbard were on top after day one and no one saw that coming. Hubbard has zero wins on the tour coming in today, but had one of his best starts in his career. Many stated that watching Jordan Spieth was a roller coaster ride. Spieth started off horrendous with three over, and after the 12th, he had six straight birdies and finished the day with five under in his 10 10th place. Brooks came, Kepka came back strong with three under for the day after dealing with knee injuries in the past year. Ricky Fowler also bounced back from last week's disappointing finish at Colonial. Fowler finished the day with four under par. Ernie Els was the big surprise, though. The 50-year-old finished the round with four under and is tied for 16th place. Last week, Daniel Berger also had four under, and the 2018 Masters winner Patrick Reed had one under par. The top golfer in the world, Rory McIlroy, continued to struggle. He finished the day with one over and is 99th place. McIlroy said after round one, I'm sort of missing my three-wood left and missing my driver right. If you're in any way like in two minds, what to do off the tee around here and get a little bit sort of guidey, it can bite you. New York Jets All-Pro Safety Jamal Adams has officially demanded a trade from the New York Jets. Adams is one of the best safeties in the NFL, and he has made two Pro Bowls and was an All-Pro in 2019. It was reported that Adams would like to be the highest paid safety in the league. On Thursday, Adams posted on Instagram saying, Don't tell me you don't have time to pay me. Players that have been drafted in the same draft as me, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Garrett, have been paid, and now Patrick Mahomes will be getting a high contract very soon. According to NFL insider Adam Schefter, Jamal Adams would prefer a trade to the Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Seahawks. Adams also stated, just to clear this up, we've had small discussions thus far. Not in detail talks yet, just talked about it. With that being said, I fully expect to be extended this offseason. I want to be in New York. However, even though the New York Jets organization has said they want to take care of Adams, they have yet to meet with him since the pandemic began. It has also been reported that the Jets will likely not pay him until after his two years of his rookie contract is up and also will look to franchise tag him in 2022. Jamal has already displayed his grief with the franchise and has skipped the virtual offseason program. He also plans to miss all the training camp until he gets paid. Football season will be in a tough spot when both pro and college football begin. Dr. Fauci believes that college football and the NFL will need to be played in a bubble environment similar to the NBA and NHL's plan. Fauci, in an interview with CNN, said, unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and they are tested nearly every day, it'd be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall. If there is a second wave, which is certainly a possibility and which could be complicated by the predictable flu season, football may not happen this year. The NFL is determined to have a football season in 2020. The league has already had a TV special on NFL Network and ESPN releasing the 2020 schedule. The NFL did release a statement after Fauci's comments. We are developing a comprehensive and rapid result testing program and rigorous protocols that call for a shared responsibility from everyone inside our football ecosystem. This is based on the collective guidelines of public health officials, including the White House Task Force, the CDC, infectious disease experts, and other sports leagues. The NFL season is scheduled to begin on September 10th, 
when the Super Bowl champ Kansas City Chiefs host the Houston Texans. Multiple reports are reporting the NFL is going to wait to see if they have to postpone the season. According to ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler, players could be tested every three days for COVID-19. If they test positive, they will be in isolation. Multiple coaches would like to see the league move the season back to October to get every player in shape and back into the grind. Most teams are still participating in off-season workouts until earlier July when training camp begins. Thanks for listening to the 7-Eleven Sports Podcast, your top seven sports stories of the day in just 11 minutes. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.